Welcome to Just One More Story by George Walters, a weekly podcast where I share with you a mixture of personal stories as well as some useful tips, techniques, and advice that might just make your day a wee bit better. It should also be noted that any content that you hear on this podcast is for informational purposes only. In other words, all the views and information expressed here on this podcast are my own and not the views of anyone else. And while I strive for accuracy, I can and will be wrong at times, as any honest human will have to admit. So, if you're looking for that special something to start or end your day, you're in the right place. And the great part is, you can listen to all my podcasts for free, anywhere, at any time. So with that, let's get started. Hi folks, you know, there's nothing that I enjoy more than sitting down at a typewriter and bringing together a good story. Well other than maybe some front porch sitting and chatting to my lovely wife on a hot summer's day. Oh, let me update the typewriter remark. Today I use a computer. But to be fair, it's evident that if it wasn't for the older technology, we wouldn't be where we are today. But while on the subject of my old Underwood typewriter, there is one thing that I miss a lot. And what would that be? Well, I'll tell you. The sound it gave off while I was typing. So far, I haven't found any keyboard that could match it. I will say this, though, it did write up some great stories over the years. Anyways, with that information out of the way, if you can call it information, let's get on with the story I've lined up for you today. It's called Vacation Time. Today I have found that a lot of folks wanting to take a holiday think too much, like, Where will they stay? What food will they eat? Or how much will the gas cost for the entire trip? But it doesn't stop there. After dwelling on all that, they get to wondering, if they do go, will it affect their budget? And I have to say that my wife and I, being self-employed for most of all our lives, occasionally had to stay home because of our financial situation. There was a time, though, when we first got married, believe it or not, that We got away uh, more than we do today. I often wonder how we did it, but we did. We would start things off throughout the summer months, going to markets, selling our produce, and from the profits we made, we would put a few dollars away for a holiday come winter. I should say my lovely wife put the money away. And at the end of the year, around November, it seemed that we always had enough for a real nice trip. But in saying that, occasionally something of importance would come up, and, well, that would be the year we stayed at home, which, of course, made us a touch sad after working so hard all summer. But such is life. It's also worth mentioning that there were some years that we probably shouldn't have gone, with our money being so scarce, only to say the heck with it and went anyways. One time I remember some friends of ours dropped by, and while enjoying a glass or two of our homemade wine, we got to talking about our trip to Florida. After a bit of chatting, the topic of how much money would be needed for a three-week trip came up. What we figured was a whole trip would cost us around $500, and if we were real lucky, we sometimes brought back a few extra dollars. Occasionally, we spent a wee bit more time, if something came up that we figured might make us some more money down the road away, like investing in some property or buying some tools. And when that happened, well, we went ahead and bought it. I have to admit that our investments down in the sunny south helped us a lot later on in life. 
Now, in saying all this, at, this, at the time, we did have a place to stay while down there, as my dad had a cottage in Sarasota, Florida, which I helped build, actually. It was a nice place, not overly large, but it was all that was needed at the time. The property in the cottage was surrounded by palm trees, with, with a beach within walking distance, or fishing if they urge it, which happened on more than one occasion. I would have to say at the time in my life, other than enjoying a game of cards or a bush beer or two with friends that my lovely wife made while there, that fishing was one of my most favorite pastimes, especially heading out with my old dad. We sure had some great times, him and me, let me tell you, and there was never a dull moment, stories being told, advice given freely, and you know, after a day of fishing with my dad, all the problems in the world seemed to just disappear. I miss him a lot and wished we would have had more time together. He would have loved his grandkids, Greg and Carl, let me tell you. But getting back to our trip to the sunny south, pulling into a gas station along the old interstate on the way down, we could fill our car with gas for around $5, even cheaper in some states, as they kept their price down, thinking it would help your economy, which it did. I'm sure not like it's here in Canada today. You know, I always figured that they were the smart ones. They gave up a wee bit, but gained a lot in doing so. Anyways, back when I tried to stay with a brand named Gas, as I found I had less problems with it, and got a few extra miles too. Sunoco, Essel, or Shell was top of the list, but there were others. Showing a bit of my age, a few of them old gas stations were called Fina, Supertes, Mobile Gas, Route 66, and Texaco. Oh, and one other I liked a lot, and it was called Starvin' Marvin, which was mostly in the lower state. The name itself brought folks in. It still brings a smile to my face thinking about it. Even my dad loved going to them, as I did, mainly because they always seemed to have a sale on bush beer. Not that I overdid it back then, don't get to thinking that. But you know, hey, it's Florida. Warm weather, sunshine, fish, barbecues, along with some very good friends. You put them all together, and the feller gets thirsty. For lodging on the way down, a place to sleep would cost around $10, and here again, sometimes even cheaper. The southern states like South Carolina, Georgia, and the top end of Florida was where we got the best deals. But in saying that, they didn't skimp on the quality of the rooms, as most were comfortable and clean too. The thing we enjoyed was that most of them motels back then had a restaurant attached to them. And you would be hard-pressed to find one today that could match their breakfasts, dinners, or suppers. It was even a pleasure to chat to the waitresses and owners, as they, they were always inquisitive, especially when they found out we were from Canada. There were a few times, though, that my wife and I figured we would save a few dollars by sleeping in the car or pulling off to the side of the road, taking a blanket and curling up together under a tree, providing the weather was cooperating, which it usually did, especially in the warmer states. Today, though, you'd have a trooper stop telling you to move on. Thinking about them nights sleeping alongside the road reminds me that there were also some real nice rest areas, and my wife and I used them a lot. I have to admit, though, that today there are many more, and much nicer, too. For food on the way down, well, most of the time, my wife and I would stop off at a small grocery store. Actually, it seemed that there was one at every gas station, 
which made things real handy. There my wife would pick up some fresh buns or a loaf of bread, some nice slices of ham, or if I could talk her into it, some bologna. And then, every so often, she would surprise me. I liked it when she did that from time to time. She would then pick up some old cheddar cheese, mustard, along with a cool drink. And then we would, we would then take it back to our car, where she would put it, put it all together. Once she had that looked after, off we would go, eating and chatting to each other. Once in a while, though, we would stop and enjoy some scenery while we ate. That is, if we spotted a place that looked appealing to us. I have to say I enjoyed them lunches with my wife, sometimes more than stopping off at a restaurant. I kind of figure we'll have to do more of that in the future. Thinking about restaurants and motels back then, reservations were unheard of, at least for us. Some folks like to plan things, but I have always figured that if my wife and I had done that, we would have missed out on many a nice night in towns that most folks have never seen or heard of, as we stopped everywhere. When we did stop off at a restaurant, though, most of the times the two of us could eat for around $5 or less, and that would include our drinks, too. Our most favorite spots to eat near a cottage in Florida would either be the Oyster Bar on Highway 41, or back then it was called the Tamiami Trail, just south of Sarasota. Or if we didn't feel like seafood, we went to a restaurant called Duff's. Duff's was a smorgasbord affair place. All you could eat for just five dollars. We sure enjoyed going there. And our two young boys at the time, Craig and Carl, just loved it. Actually, my wife and I never seen them most of the time while we were there, as they were always up at the big wheel where a person would stand in front of as it moved in a circle loaded with hundreds of different kinds of foods and desserts. Darn, makes me hungry thinking about it. We sure enjoyed them years. At the top end of Florida, either on our way home or on our way down, we had to stop off at Silver Springs. It was a great place to take in, with glass-bottomed boats and nature of all kinds, along with lots of neat stuff to look at in their gift shots, which were many, too. Once we finished up there, we would get a motel for the night, which was plentiful and affordable at the time have a nice meal somewhere, and then in the morning head on up the highway apiece to Six-Gun Territory. Six-Gun Territory was a great place to visit. You parked your car in the parking lot, then paid the conductor, and climbed on an old train that took you back quite, quite a way, actually, to an old western town. Everything there was as it was back in the early 1800s. The sheriff of the town with a gun on his hip would greet all newcomers, letting everyone know who he was, and not to cause him or his town any trouble. And if we did, well, we would be spending a night in one of his jail cells. And I have to say, he sure looked like he meant it, too. Quite often while there, we would spend an hour or so in a saloon talking to the girls that waited on us, along with the bartenders and others that we thought to live there. It was hard to believe that they were all actors, as they sure played their part well. And I have to admit, there were a few times that I hated to leave. Continuing on, we would then arrive at our cottage in Sarasota. There we would relax, sitting under a palm tree and enjoying each other's company. Then after being there for a spell, we would usually pick a day and head on off to Sarasota Jungle Gardens. 
It was located just when you came into Bradenton, Florida on Highway 41. Many a time we took our two boys there for a day out, as it was a great place to visit. Lots of birds and animals to see, along with things in nature that, at that time, you never thought existed. The gift shop was unique, too, and we usually always picked up a gift or two that couldn't be bought here in Canada to take back for some friends. And across the road from the Jungle Gardens was Cars of Yesteryear. It was a place you could go that showed off cars from years past, and I have to admit that there were some there that I never ever heard or seen before. It was a great place to visit, and I think it's still there today. Another place that my wife and I, along with our boys, went to occasionally was Mayaki Park in Florida. It was located just north of Sarasota, about a half an hour or so from our cottage. We sure had some good times there, enjoying a lunch we brought with us or picking up something from a small restaurant's restaurant that they had on the premises. We would take our lunch and set up things up on a picnic table that they supplied. I would try to find one under a huge oak that was covered with moss, and I mean they were huge. They were a sight to see just on their own. Living in Canada, we have oak trees, but none as large as the ones they had. Also while there, we would occasionally rent a bicycle and go for a ride through a piece of the park, stopping at boardwalks that took you right out into the Everglades. There you could take pictures of all kinds of animals, plants, birds, and all different things. It was a great, just a great thing to do. Along with that, there was a boat tour you could take, but that didn't interest us much. The reason being that when I got to looking at things, I found that everything that those people paid to see, we could see for free sitting right where we were, which saved their money for other things that might be of interest another day. The kids might not have liked it at the time, missing the boat ride, but we made it up to them in other ways. Part of being dad and mum, for those that are wondering. Most times it took a full day going to the park, arriving back home just in time for supper. Usually, though, my wife was too tired to cook. So, a night out at our favorite restaurant, the Oyster Bar, was the answer to that problem. I wrote a few stories about the Oyster Bar, and someday I will share one with you here on my podcast. You know, I can still taste them raw oysters in the half a shell when I get to thinking of them days. Not to forget the rum cocktails, neither. They sure were tasty, and Dad and I always enjoyed one while waiting for a table. They also took our minds off the, that luscious food that them pretty waitresses were carrying, passing us every ten seconds. There are many other places that we used to go to, too many to name here today. But every place that we did go to, another memory was born. So if asked, what makes a good holiday? Well, my wife and I believe, and we sincerely mean this, is that the best holidays are those made without any planning whatsoever. Just jump on a plane or get into your car and go. Hmm, all that food I just talked about seems to be calling me. That's it for today, folks. But before I go, I would like to mention that all my stories are also available in books. We have seven books to choose from, and each book has over 50 short stories. The titles of the books are One More Story, Moments in Time, Paths We Choose, Times Changing, Keep Turning Pages, Join Me in the Garden, and Nature's Gateway to Health. All of our books are available on Amazon.ca or Amazon.com. 
in ebooks or paperback. If you would like to know more information regarding my books or podcasts, you can email me at stories at keepingnotes.com and I'll get back to you. And also, for those that would like to buy me a coffee, I have added a buy me a co- coffee button on my blog, which is located at www.keepingnotes.com. You can also listen to my podcasts on Google Play Music, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn, Stitcher, Listen Notes, Amazon Music, and the Walters Post. It is also on your Google Home smart speaker. Just say, hey Google, play just one more story by George Walters. And if you enjoy my podcasts, feel free to share them with others. In doing so, it would help me make more podcasts for all to enjoy. And finally, I would like to thank you all for listening. And don't forget to tune in every Friday for a new episode of Just One More Story by George Walters.